What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fut Live. Unfortunately, Rob is not going to be with us here today, so it's going to be me trying to do uh, an impression of him and hosting. But we do have a very special guest in Mr. Aubrey, and Felix is always here as usual. But we're going to start off with talking a little bit about qualifiers since both of you guys were in it. So, Mr. Aubrey, why don't you share a little bit, kind of like what your tactics were going in it, what team you used, how it went, and then uh, Felix afterwards, you can probably share how yours went. Yeah, sure. So, um, just to give a little bit of context about me um, and sort of my competitiveness, I guess. Um, I started off back in 2018. I was a gold two player. Thought I was better than everybody at FIFA. I was just being held down by one thing or another. And then um, quickly learned through like people giving me advice, people giving me um, pointers that actually I had a lot to improve on the game. Improved by FIFA 18, I got to top 100. And then FIFA 19, similarly, I made my first event at the Prem, E Premier League Huddersfield. And then obviously this year was a real push to, to try and be competitive. Um, going into the qualifiers, um, it's not it's not a lie to say I was heavily out-teamed for most of them. Um, just with the way that the structure of the tournaments are with, you know, um, people being able to purchase uh, like packs to get players for the, for the qualifier. Um, I was not in a position to do so, didn't have an org to support me. So I put a total of £72 in, which was donated by one of my mods um, from my stream. And so the team that I went into wasn't exactly the greatest, um, but essentially I played between two formations. Um, I played a, 4-4-2, which was just balanced, balanced in instructions, nothing. I didn't put anything on the players. Um, the idea behind it was that there was going to be a lot of free for it was it was the freest formation I could think of. A lot of the times I've found when you apply instructions to players, they will have their natural instincts in the game overrode by the instruction. So a real classic example is they're getting behind or to stay back. If you have a player on stay back. Sometimes they'll do what everybody complains about, which is like a bait run, where they'll start moving towards the ball with like the finger out, and you're like, oh, this guy's on. And then the, the instruction will kick in, like stay back, and then they'll they'll drop off and you pass it into absolute no man's land. So yeah, we rocked a 4-4-2, completely neutral, balanced, balanced. Uh, and then and then we had a, a secondary formation, which was the 3-5-2, which is sort of my, my favourite formation to play. Um, but that was particularly when I needed to put pressure on somebody. 352 is designed to sort of spread the pitch really wide, create a lot of one-on-ones, because I, I fancy myself as quite someone who's dribble-heavy. So if you can create one-on-ones, it's, it's really important. Um, and yeah, I've just basically flipped between those two. Um, the team was uh, Hazard and Ronaldo up front. We had Usman Dembele and Quadrado as the left mid and right mid in the 442. We had Griezmann and De Jong, and people will laugh at me for having Griezmann as a centre mid. But I do have my reasons, and then the defense was super. Defense was super standard with uh, Mendy, Militao, Varane, uh, Nelson, Semedo, and then Tostegan in the net as well. Um, oh, that's very interesting. I'd actually love to have you expand on uh, why you have Griezmann as a center mid, and you don't go into the match as a three-five-two. So that's something you use as like in your back uh, pocket, essentially. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's like a like a switch off, like. So the Griezmann centre mid, and and it's really interesting because they've just released the Scream Firmino the, uh, with high defensive stats and everybody is looking at him as a centre mid. But it's essentially the same concept with Griezmann. Uh, KDB uh, works in the same way. Firmino, I used the first weekend in the same role. Um, and it's like 
because when you're playing in the 4-4-2, you don't have an attacking midfielder. There's just a gap. You have the two strikers. Um, so this centre mid, I have on get forwards and, um, and the design to sort of just free roam about and basically play the creative role. It almost becomes a 4-1-2-1-2, but it sets up flat. Um, and, and, and the reason I chose Griezmann specifically uh, out of the sort of concepts of budgets, because he wouldn't have been my first choice if I'd have had unlimited coins. Um, but he's got high, high work rates. He's got good dribbling. He's a little bit slow to put up front or out wide, but 81 pace seems uh, about perfect to, in centre mid that he'll beat some of the slower centre uh, defensive mids. Um, but he obviously isn't exceptionally quick. Uh, got a really good long shot and really good passing. Um, and he's just sort of a, a link-up player between my left mid, right mids, centre mids and strikers. Um, so that's why I chose Griezmann. Like I say, Kevin De Bruyne works in a similar sort of way. Um, this this new screen Firmino, which I'm definitely going to be picking up at some point, he, he's a similar like concept of player. So you're looking at someone who's got a high, high work rate, it seems like, is, is going to be the biggest thing. For that's you. the key. Mm -hmm. okay. 100%. And, and you partner them... I'm a big, I'm a big sort of advocate of work rates. I think people don't appreciate how they impact a player's movement enough. Um, but I always have a medium high, um, so a medium attacking, high defensive work rate player, uh, and then I'll always have a high high, and that's just something that I've done for for the longest time. And I feel like it really um, allows those players to play the role that I specifically want them to do. Yeah, do you actually... not feel like the total lack of instructions sometimes uh, can cost you? Because um, I, I imagine, especially on, on the counter-attacks, for example, that might be a bit of a struggle since your full-backs are pushing up, your centre-mids are joining the attack. Yeah, I, I, it's something I've under and over um, in terms of actually applying instructions um, to this 4-4-2. But what I always say is I, I operate this 4-4-2 as like my base and like neutral formation that I go into every game with. And then if I really feel like something's not working, I can then tinker when I'm in-game um, and, and sort of, if, if for example, they were just constantly hit me on the counter. And, and another another way is if I if I notice they have four stay forwards, right? So a lot of people play, you know, four two three one or four two four. If they have them all on stay forward, I will go into the menus and, and put my left back and right back on stay back. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree to some extent. But I think the left back and right back joining is a sort of aggressive move. I really like to pin people in and and, and not let them get out and if, if they're going to have the left mid and right mids um, not on stay forward, uh, your left back and right back kind of push them in. In real life, it's the same concept in football. Arsenal use it really effectively where the left back and right back play really far forwards and then the opponent has to make a choice. It's like you either pick them up and that that stops you being as as, as counter-attacking or they leave them and then you have the free option. So um, I do agree to some extent, but it's worked for me so far. I, I find it interesting because I'm... Uh... I'm I'm in an R over the the four four two if I if I want to make it my main formation or not because there's just something missing for me with it. I've mm -hmm. been playing around with the instructions. Um, I've got quite a lot on. Like I've got my fullbacks on stay back and overlap in mm -hmm. case because I do like to um include my fullbacks in the attacks. Because, mm -hmm. So when I'm uh, triggering the runs manually with LB, I want them to stay on the outside basically. Yeah. Um, uh, do, do, have you never noticed the, have, you, have you never noticed the bait runs from your left and right back though with the stay back? Do you never notice this sort of creep up and then and then realise, oh, I'm too far forwards? And then start it's not really backwards. a problem with the right-backs, to be honest. It's more right. so the centre-mids and, and the, the strikers. There's, even mm -hmm. the strikers, when they're on getting behind and stay forward, they still do the bait runs. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, the worst one, like I've not got them on stay central, I've got them on, on balanced in mm -hmm. that regard. The worst one for me is when 
in a one-striker formation in the 4-2-3-1, when your striker is kind of tucked in between both CDMs and centre-backs, mm-hmm. and he's got a little pocket of space on the outside, right? And he's he's starting to shift on the outside into that space. And you're like, yeah. yes, that's perfect. That's exactly where I want him. I can pass him the ball there. And as soon as you try to pass a ball, he's like, actually, no, I'm going to go back inside and hide. <laughs> that, that is the most frustrating one for me. And it happens all the time. And it's like, well, th- that's another reason, like, especially on my centre-mids, like, I don't have get forward and stay back on them. I just use the natural, like, do you know, the work rates that will just, like, yeah, yeah. Na- naturally dictate. It won't be as as decisive, but, like, say, because I have Griezmann and De Jong, De Jong does naturally hold back and, and work harder backwards. Um, and and um, Griezmann, because he's high-high, he's up and down, up and down. And, and that I, I also... In my team, just to give a quick shout out to this player because everybody should pick him up. Inform Atal, um, who's a left wing, he's an 81 rated player. Um, he's like 30,000 coins on FIFA. Um, he's like the perfect sub for that type of role. He's just five got star weak foot, I believe, too. Five star weak foot, four star skills, like stats everywhere. Um, and and because that role, the way that I have that player playing constantly box to box, it doesn't matter how much stamina they've got, they'll get tired about the 60th minute. So you're always good to have, like, if you're trying to replicate what I do, um, to have someone on the bench to come on and, and, and be able to fill that role as well. Yeah, I'll definitely be giving that a shot because mm. I'm I'm more with you because I when I set up my teams, I let the work rates kind of do their thing. Absolutely. To use, especially when you use the 4 because when I use instructions with the 4 I feel like my attack is so stagnant and limited, mm, especially when yes. you when you put like your DMs on stay back, your fullbacks yep. on stay back. Essentially, what everyone else, if you watch mm-hmm. any YouTube video, those kind of like the instructions that all the pros or the tutorials give you. And if you use those, it's just like so stagnant. So what mm. I started to do is just I stopped doing that and just yep. let if someone has a medium high in terms of medium attacking, uh, high defensive, I just leave them and be like, all right, he'll stay back most likely. Yep. And, uh, and, and what, what I've noticed is as well, like with my strikers, because everybody always tends to have like, there's this common things people do. Like you say, you've got to stay back on the left back, right back, stay back on the DMs. Strikers tend to be like, stay central, getting behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've noticed is I'm, when they're on balance, when they're on completely nothing, um, say I've got the ball towards the centre midfield, say on the left-hand side, the left striker will sometimes just pull pull back and draw for an option. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they're on getting behind, they'll never do that for you. They'll always just run away from you. Um so I've I found that it it helps a lot for me with link-up play that the players sort of naturally decide where to go because the AI, as I mean, sometimes the AI uh, decision making is is horrific, but on the most part, <laughs> on the most part, so, found, so true. <laughs> on the most part, I've found it actually um, they will you know come short to come and help you. They'll get in behind at the right points, and with instructions overriding them, I feel that's when it gets a bit clunky, and, like say a bit stagnant. I'm I'm a big fan of triggering the runs myself mm-hmm. on, on like yeah. the CDMs, especially the wide players. Yeah. Um, so I don't mind the instructions there. One thing I've been trying with the four four two is I've got one striker on getting behind, mm-hmm. uh, which is Cristiano Ronaldo, and the other, which is Pele at the moment for me. Um, I've got on four. Yeah, yeah. I've just got Pele. It's fine. <laughs> hey, relax. It's the pleb version of Pele. All right. It could be the ninety five. It could always be worse. Uh, yeah, I've I've got him on false nine, and I quite like what it does because it not only drops him kind of further back and mm-hmm. gives you that passing outlet. He is almost like on free roam. He pops up in in yeah. like the left half of the pitch on the right side. He's literally everywhere, always trying to get the ball to his feet as a passing option. I think that really makes a formation work mm-hmm. much better for me, and it helped me massively this weekend as well. Um, not in the I qualifiers. Have... We'll get into that later on. <laughs> Are you guys both running four four two? 
now? Or are you running four two three? Are you are you also running four four two? Or are you my my go to is still the four two three one? But a lot of people right now are playing the four four two. I'm coming up against it loads, especially um, the higher level players are using it, and it really counters the four two three one quite well. I feel both in attack and defense because the Mm -hmm. wide mids are not only great for possession. Um, in the four four twos because they they kind of sit between the fullbacks and the yeah. wide cams of the four two three one. But they're also good to defend because they're so far back by default that you've just got that extra body there to cut the passing lanes or put yeah. the pressure on the wide cams. I, I think versus the four two three one specifically as well, it's like a lot of people's wide cams don't have the inclination to come back and pick up that left mid and right mid, so they just get kind of get left in this like little. Like, like, yeah. it talks about like a little pocket of space, and I often find like a little chip ball out to them. I also, I'm a big fan of like these little chip X balls, and it's just like a little dink. But the left mid and right mid, specifically against the 4 2 3 1, kind of fall in this little arc of space, and they're just constantly there. And then the guy has to make a choice of like bringing his left back up or bringing somebody back, um, and it just causes a lot of problems. And, and yeah, the 4 4 2. It's been a revelation for me because I was a three-five-two player just exclusively. I did play nothing else, um, and then just on a whim tried. Was like, maybe I need something a little bit more bog standard, I guess. And then started playing four-four-two just with the idea of switching to three-five-two, and I just stuck with it because I was actually having insane results. Um, I, I went up like two hundred and fifty skill rating in rivals just by just playing four-four-two, nothing on it. So. It's pretty cool. Like I, I never thought no instructions could be that effective. Honestly, I no, was, neither did I. It was a massive, massively important part of each mm-hmm. formation was the instructions because that can make a formation just work for you or, or be atrocious. Yeah, it, the well, same formation. It depends what you put on your players. It's really important. I think. I think. I think I'm definitely up to experimenting with some, but more, way more tentative. I think it'll be one or two instructions maximum. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think just maybe try out a few things. Yeah, just just on maybe one or two players, but um, I think I definitely think people can fall in the trap of over instructing the players and not realizing um, that how it actually impacts what the AI is doing. I think people are way too inclined to be like, "Oh, I want this guy on free roam, stay edge of the box," and then all of a sudden it's just like overloaded the player to the point at which they don't interact with the game you, you, you want them to. It's a good point, to be fair. It's mostly aware. about what the like the instructions are exclusive to the AI. If if we think about yes, it, because when yes. you've got the ball, it, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. On them. 100%. That, then it's you. Just, just, just. Yeah, I think people just need to have that concept of in, instructions that like this is going to override what the AI may want to do with the player. That's the whole point, isn't it? Like it, it's it's forcing the AI to take a specific role, and if you're not thinking about that and Without sounding bad, if you're not tactically minded in terms of like understanding what a stay on the edge of the box can do, the amount of times I've heard people have that instruction on and then complain that they never have a back post option, like they never have someone in the box, and it's like, do you not do you not realise that they yeah. just been to? Yeah, so just be really careful when you're putting them on that it actually fits with the with the style. Like the amount of people who have joined the attack on the left back and right back and constantly complain about being countered. It's like, come on, man. Like you, that, that's your own choices that are, that are impacting that. So yeah, just to be a bit more conscious with it, I think I think my advice to any FIFA player is sometimes you just have to try a few things as well. Like mm-hmm. I never thought the force nine instructions could be 100%. that good. Everyone's just so narrow, narrow. What, what do I say? Like they've got yeah, that right. tunnel vision of yes. the getting behind. Well, you know what it is. It's people. 
turn to YouTube tutorials. Oh, and I 100%. think rather than trying to figure it out themselves, they'll go mm -hmm. with, oh, you know, Boris is using it or Kurt's yep. using it. And these guys are like seasoned vets when it comes yep. to FIFA. They've like, been playing high competitive level. So you can go, they can do anything and I bet it would work for them. But the the mere mortals like myself that, you know, we need some of that stuff to help. But because um, I ran the false nine this weekend as well. Uh -huh. league, But delay was just mm. awful. I couldn't really do much. And, and when delay kicks in, I, I lose every game if there's delay. That's just yeah. the nature of it. I don't know how mm. you guys are both able to overcome that stuff. But for me, uh, any I live bit in Germany, delay, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Why but you saw the cyber room. Let's go. Well, so let's talk about your, your qualifiers, Felix. I know you didn't have the best of run this weekend compared to the last qualifiers, but your qualifiers didn't go as well. Um, first, let, let's talk about how were any type of – I see a lot of people complain about the connections, even though it's peer-to-peer. -peer. Did you get a lot of, like, lag, and is is it still really unorganized, as a lot of people say? Um, it is not only super inconsistent, but for the most part, it's actually really bad. There's not, like, delay in terms of you press something and it takes five minutes to register um, or happen on the pitch. That's not what you what I experienced, at least, in the – in these peer-to-peer uh, -peer connections, the the bigger problem is just the the random lag spikes you sometimes get. The mm -hmm. general slowness and heaviness of the game is really hard to to play in. I think mm -hmm. um, I personally preferred the servers. I've played a few practice games on them when they um, unlock the accounts for the. For yeah, the I was going to say just 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 expand on that, Tante, because people might not know that they were trialing like. Uh, yeah, they, they they were trying to implement like a server system for the qualifiers, which I, I think. think it's better for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, the first it, one... For, yeah, sorry, go on. sorry, I was going to say, they, just, they, no. they create a dedicated service specifically for tournaments in terms yeah, of like yeah, they, had tournaments. A, they had a European server, they had a, a North American server um, that we, you could sort of go on to and like you play a friend, It would, but it would be on this specific server where there's very few people playing on, which I thought was a fantastic idea. Um, also, yeah. I, I thought it was fantastic it as well. And it's not just one server, you can pick which one you're playing on mm -hmm. as well. In Europe, we had a mm -hmm. server in, in Frankfurt, which is about 100 kilometers from where I live. Um, funnily enough, that that one felt the worst. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> it, it's, it's a bit inconsistent. We played on. I played uh, against Tuds, who is... Um, for the people not knowing who Tuds is, he's a competitive player as well. Mm -hmm. Got really close to qualifying for events last year, and uh, obviously he's, he's up there this year again. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm hoping and I'm believing that he's going to make one event, at least. Um, we'll see about that. Yeah, I, I was playing against him on different servers. There's one in Frankfurt, one in somewhere in the Netherlands, I think. Amsterdam, maybe, and mm -hmm. one near Paris, I believe it is. So they're pretty crammed together in Central Europe, which I don't like personally because it kind of shafts the people playing from Spain or Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. um, they've just got way further distance to connect to the server, which I don't like. But I think the, the servers were better for a number of reasons. Um, the first one for me personally being that the gameplay was more consistent and, and just better uh, when I played on them. The other reason is what, what we see a lot in the qualifiers right now is when people can't connect to their opponent, no matter mm -hmm. who's hosting the game. They try both sides hosting the game and reset their internets and forward the ports on their router and stuff, and they can't connect. Both of them get a loss by default because they mm -hmm. can't match. Oh, they that's get a silly. Loss. Yeah. That is just horrendous, and that doesn't happen on the servers. No, because just I've yeah. never seen anyone not being able to connect to a Weekend League server. Sure, you might no. get a disconnect, which sucks yeah. as well. And also, you, just just to double on that, like they give both people a loss because they actually don't know who's like 
where, where the fault lies, where at least if you're connecting to a server, if I can't connect and my opponent can connect, that's just on me, like, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, fair or not, like, if I'm not connecting to the game and we're both connected to a server, it's way it's way easier to still identify that and say, well, the problem lies, unfortunately, with you. Whereas now, it's like, could be my fault. Me and Tonte are playing in a qualifier. I could have, you know, my, my internet might not be the best or whatever, but Tonte gets punished as well. And it's like, that's just crazy to me. Yeah, it is, it's a bit, uh, bit frustrating. But, but yeah, the, 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 they did try dedicated servers, and I would be fan. I know a lot of pros said it was w- worse, but I had just I had nothing but good things to say about the the servers comparatively. Well, how yeah, do you guys um, feel about? They did that um, in FIFA in FIFA nineteen already with yes. the servers, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and then they got rid of them. They brought them back for FIFA twenty, and within the first week, they got comp- they, you can't they they're not even there as an option anymore. You can't just play on them. The they're not there. They're not there. Mm-hmm. Just removed because people were complaining how bad it was, and I really think it wasn't that bad. Mm. How do you guys feel about having qualifiers be online in the first place? Do you think that's even? Because in my opinion, I think it's it's the wrong way forward for for this being the esport way to like qualify for events. I think um, the, the I don't like the format itself just because of what it does to people. Like you're forced to sit in in your room on your mm-hmm. desk on the monitor pretty much the entire weekend if you want to qualify, mm-hmm. which is just super unhealthy. Um, but the problem isn't the format itself like you can't just invite all of the verified players to a place and have 800 people sweat out a tournament to about who's going to an actual tournament after that uh Mm -hmm. that just makes no sense to me i think the bigger problem lies within the fact that you unlock access to these tournaments to these qualifiers via weekend league Mm. see i I think i think i think they need to switch over to a ladder system personally Mm -hmm. because if they continue this route, I think from a mental standpoint, what I see on Twitter after uh, qualifying weekends on top of weekend league, the pros in general, I know a lot of people are like, oh, don't play if, if you don't want to. And this is going to the pros that kind of go on Twitter. And, and I don't want to say they complain, but you can tell just from their tweet how mentally drained they are mm-hmm. from competitive game after competitive game. And then the unorganization of having to wait two, three hours to play your next game, like all these different things. So I think the solution, in my opinion, for the following years, if they want to continue FIFA as an esport, is have some type of ladder, mm-hmm. which ends up qualifying you for these events. They can take yep. the top, kind of like what F- was it, FIFA 17. Mm-hmm. I know the ladder was in the wrong place when it comes to weekend league, but you know they've got division rivals there, which we've mentioned before in the past. I think that's the perfect spot where they can just take the top X percent of the ladder and invite them to the uh, events, and yep. that's how you qualify. I absolutely agree. I, I always talk about this. I'm 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 from. I play re- I played really high level League of Legends. I don't know if if anybody's yeah. I'm aware. Yeah. 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 So I was like Diamond One in League of Legends, which is like right on the cusp of of getting into sort of top top four five hundred people in mm-hmm. in Europe. Um, and they, everything like that. Even though League of Legends is a, a like a team game, that system of like um, basically. It's kind of a hybrid between what we've got weekend league, so the skill rating system in weekend league, or what even skill rating in rivals, um, and you sort of work up, and it's long form, it's persistent rather than you know weekend leagues like a one shot, like and then everything resets. A persistent, persistent ladder just to me seems the most obvious way. Um, I know Counter Strike, they have a, a tournament format called Face It, and you sort of get points per win and lose points per loss on that. And then the top X amount of people get invited to like, um, uh, they, they have like 
pick up games where you get picked up for teams. But that system of just earning points, it seems perfect. I don't understand the uh, yeah. people's fear um, because <laughs> I did hear people were like, yeah, but, you know, uh, people will deliberately manipulate. And it's like, that's already happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but we, but there's no worry about that because that happens already in weekend league. So, like, we'll cross that bridge as and when we get there. But, yeah, to not have it as a persistent thing and to not even be able to see a leaderboard for rivals, that that absolutely baffles me. Um, yeah, I don't understand that either. Because as a person trying to get noticed in the FIFA scene, how important it would be, for example, if you had a visible public leaderboard, if you hit rank one as in the rivals, that gives you a lot of validity of like, oh, this guy's like a, a really good player. Whereas unless I look at someone's Twitter and see they've hit 2,300 skill rating in rivals, I have no idea where they are competitively. Because I don't view weekend league as the competitive mode. I view rivals as as a, a the barometer of skill. Um, but it seems EA is completely the inverse yeah i mean imagine how if they had like profiles even for the leaderboards yep. if you want to type in your twitch or your mixer mm -hmm. how, how good that would be for people who stream and who aren't known you know if people are uh, on the top whatever that'd be great i said this as well like i mean it depends how far they wanted to go they could really do a good job on it like i said it could even have a little bit like say in the top you know 200 players have a little bit of stats on on you know the formation you play what like and people will say oh but you're giving away time but like just as a if i want to look up and watch games of someone who plays exclusively 352 for example because i'm trying to learn that formation being able to go to the leaderboards and change a tab and be like 352 primarily and it shows me all the players who play it as a like their base that'd be so cool because it, it, it help people learn, and it would also help people get recognition in terms of, like you say, the the Twitch and or social media presence. That's actually I never thought about that. I think that's a brilliant idea. Oh, it'd be so cool. I think it's really good for EA as well because then people go to Twitch and, and watch their game being yeah. played on stream. 100%. They interact about and that. Just gets people further into the game. It's a good thing for EA as well, I believe. Again, like coming from League of Legends, like. When I wanted to learn a champion in League of Legends, the first thing I'd do, there's like websites called like LolSkill. There's, you can just go to the club. I can look up the top player. I can look up rank one and see who he plays primarily or who she plays primarily. And they're like, oh, they play. The and so then I can go and find them and watch games back, watch VODs back, whatever, and, and copy their style. FIFA could have something like that. If you wanted to learn the 41212, how do you learn apart from, like you say, the YouTube videos? But if I could find the number one 41212 player in Europe, and just go and watch his games back. That'd be for me as someone who studies the game. That'd be insane. That'd help me so much. Yeah, I actually want to bring that up because both of you guys have taken. I know Felix in FIFA 17. You were like a gold one to gold two, three. gold two for the most part. <laughs> yeah, and then I hit gold one um, late game when I uh, got that team of the year Kante um, back when he came out, and I hit elite exactly once in FIFA 17. And then Mr. Robert, you were you were kind of. In the same boat, right? You started yeah, off like 22 and then you, you progress into becoming better. So I wanted mm -hmm. to ask both of you guys, what have you done, aside from getting a better team, because I know everyone's going to be like, oh, they've yep. got whatever. Aside from that, how do you take that step to the next level? Like, for example, if I want to go from Elite 3 to Elite 2 or Elite 2 to mm -hmm. Elite 1, what is it that you guys do to, to take that jump? Do you want to go first, Dante? Um, I'm trying to think how I'm going to answer this because that's a really complicated question for me to answer. Um, I don't mind jumping in first if you want to. Um, it's it's kind of a mixture of things, isn't it? Um, obviously, it's it would be it would be too easy, in my opinion, to just say I'll oh, practice and play the game yeah. a lot. Yeah, of course, you're going to have to do that. But I think if you just grind the hell out of the game, 
without actually trying to go somewhere mm -hmm. with it, that's not going to help you. Um, Mr. Aubrey calls it how like conscious practice. No, I, I call it I call it pra practice with purpose. That's what. I yeah, say. practice with purpose. That's what I wanted to say. Um, yeah. Focusing on single aspects of your game, which is something I personally haven't really done before. Mm -hmm. um, I n I notice like the issues um, and try to fix them as I go, but not in that conscious aspect of I'm trying to get better at playing out at the back and I'm just focusing mm. on that today when I'm playing. That's not what I do. I, I just, I don't know, what helps me the most, to be honest, is watching high-level players play, like the pros or competitive players on Twitch. That helps me a lot, see what they do, what skill moves they do. Talk to them, play against them, best both at a time. Like I play a lot of games against... Um, friends I have in the community that are really good players and I talk to them during the games and when I when I see something that they do that I've never seen before I think is really interesting I just ask them about it, how they do it I try it out myself um, that's one side of it just taking interest in the game talking to people, trying to expand on the things you do um, mm -hmm. another really important thing for me is don't blame the game we, we all know those about, we yeah. all know those games, it happens to everyone where you just get rigged there, yep. there's no other word for it you just get cheesed by the game you should have won you get source and l for whatever reason don't blame the game even when it's glaringly obvious it was the game rarely ever is the game by itself mind mm -hmm. just look for your mistakes you've gone wrong somewhere you've conceded more goals than your opponent you've not scored enough mm -hmm. where have you made those mix mistakes what caused you to concede is is there like a pattern for example um, one thing I noticed in, in my defensive style is I rush my fullbacks out a lot to try and press the wingers. And some people recognize that and just spam me with through balls down the wing, like these little one-twos. And I get exposed so badly sometimes, and I'm trying to fix that at the moment um, in my defense, for example. Uh, just being a bit more patient. Um, looking for your mistakes here, yeah, I think, is massive. And f from my personal side, um, that might not be valid for everyone, is I just... I hate losing. I really, <laughs> I can't, I can't stand it. Oh, I yeah. cannot stand losing. I hate it so much. So that is something that just drives me from within my own self, from the way I am. I just want to win. I want to be mm. good at what I do. I want to be better than not everyone else. I, I'd like to be, but I know that's not realistic. So that's just what kind of motivates me to keep going and try and improve. I, I think, I think like there's a couple of things I'd, 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 I want to jump on me what Tante said, and I got a couple of things myself, like, that idea of, like, the game rigging you, um, I always say this, like, again, I always bring it back to League of Legends, but, because it's the first game I sort of learned to be competitive in, like, sometimes in League of Legends, um, you'll die, and, and there's nothing you can do. You make, there's nothing, you literally, like, every, everything went wrong, there's nothing you could do, but if you rewound 30 seconds, there was something you could have done then, like, you could have made a move then that prevents something 30 seconds in the future. FIFA's the same thing. The amount of times I'll get, I'll concede a goal, you know, where the ball, you know, ricochets off my centre-back, that hits my keeper in the face, and then falls into the net, and you're like, well, that's ridiculous. What could I have done? If you rewind the game 30 seconds and you make a, you pass out of defence and you, you, you just choose the wrong option, that there would have prevented anything afterwards. And it's a really hard thing to sort of get into your head that, like, no matter what happened afterwards, the mistake that cost me the goal was this. And it, it could be as simple, like I say, as giving the ball away or trying to do a skill move in midfield. And then afterwards, the play that comes is the fault of that mistake. Uh, that really helped me sort of stop blaming. I used to, I, honestly, I was the worst, I was the worst goal two player ever because I just thought I was the best. 
I thought everything was just going against me. And if, if the game worked, then I'd be top 100, <laughs> you know, all the rest of it. But then it took me a real mind, mindset shift to be like, yes, sometimes there's nothing you can do. But previous to that, there's something that, that, that could have been done to, to like prevent a goal. And, and again, just to double on what Tante said, practice. I, I'm, I'm a big person. I study. Like I don't actually think at many games I'm mechanically very gifted, and by that I mean like there's just some players who are just just good at the game from jump. Like they'll pick up the game and they're just amazing at it. It's just something about them. Um, whereas I have to learn. I have to study. I have to really put effort into like picking up concepts. So on my screen, like because when I'm playing, I have I have notes up all the time, and I'll just put stuff on there just to remind myself. Like. Um, the amount of times I used to through ball, a big one I see a lot, and it's a mistake I used to make all the time, uh, trying to through ball from your centre-back to centre midfield when you're getting out of defence. And the pass always just goes, just for some reason, go miss passes. Um, and I conceded so much possession. So on my desktop, I have a note saying, don't press Y as you're passing out from centre-back. Yeah, I've done that a lot this year, because yeah. last year it would work, but this year it goes, 100%. it's off target. It goes a little further than the... A little further in front, and then their midfield picks it up, and it's so bad, because you just, you pin yourself in, and if you do it two or three times, it just feels like it's unrelenting. But yeah, I I have loads of notes for myself that I just try and sort of constantly remind myself of mistakes. I know when I play, um, and it helps... Cause, because I stream, it's actually a double. But I, I vocalise when I've made a mistake. And it sounds weird to explain, but it's a concept. I, I study acting and theatre. Um, that's that's sort of what my degree's in. Um, and vocalising a mistake you made can really help put it into your mind that it's actually something you've done wrong. Like, if I choose the wrong passing option, I'll, I'll literally say on stream, um, that was a bad choice. Or that's a bad... Because if I hear that five or six times during a game, then I start to sit there and go... God, I've I've chosen the wrong pass a lot. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if I didn't say that out loud, it doesn't. I don't know. Your brain doesn't recognise it as much. And I, I always try and sort of. It sounds really like I'm a bit mental, but actually, <laughs> actually say out loud the mistake I'm making, so it, it confirms to me that like that's something that I need to work on. No, I, I can definitely see that. Like I, I do that as well. I like coach yeah. myself through games yeah, a lot 100%. Um, and say. I should have done this. Or, like, I, I, I say out to myself what I recognise in my opponent's playstyle. For example, he's got his fullbacks really high up the pitch, so mm -hmm. they're spacing behind there. I just, I just say that because, it, like you say, it helps you remember it and have it in your mind and then um, act accordingly. Exactly. Really when when, when yeah. you keep it internal, you can. it's quite easy to ignore. But like, if I hear... Like, I get sick of the sound of my own voice sometimes. But if I, if I <laughs> hear myself saying six or seven times in a row, something along the same lines like that that skill move was stupid or shouldn't be trying to take him on there if i if you hear that repetitively then then it really identifies to yourself that there's a there's a constant mistake you're making and that that's how i fixed a lot of my mistakes was like hearing that out loud i think uh, one thing you need to do as well um in terms of trying to improve is just know where you're trying to go with your play style mm, because mm. there's there's people out there probably trying to replicate what Kurt is doing when he's yes. playing the game. And that's yes. just not what suits the way you nope. you're playing. Like you've got to know where your strengths are and, and where you want to be in terms mm. of playstyle. You might want to play that super fast paced FIFA, but that might just not suit you. So you have to resort to a more possession based yeah. uh, game. I think I think um just to go back all the way back to where we started with like tactics and formations, like the amount of people who will try and copy something that you see like 
copy it wholeheartedly. Like, not try and pick up... I always say you can pick up bits in people's games. I got beat really handedly in my last qualifier game to this to, to a German pro. Um, but he was... He, he, the, he was doing this thing with his dribbling. It was just left stick dribbling, but it was really sort of precise and accurate. And as soon as I got out of the game, the first thing I went to do is try and implement that. Not like copy his entire play style, just that little thing that he was doing. And I think way too many people, or for I'll use your example, like Kurt, they'll watch the way Kurt play and they'll try and emulate it. And the problem with emulation is you're not that person. <laughs> like you're just yeah. not Kurt, unfortunately. Um so it's way better to just develop your own style. So when people come to my um, like my Twitch and they'll say, oh, can I have your tactics? Can I have your phone? I always feel a little bit reserved in telling them because what's going to happen is they'll take it, they'll try and play it. They won't work because there's things that I do that they can, unless they've played thousands of games in the 3-5-2, it won't work for them. And then they'll be like, well, the formation's terrible. Like, <laughs> And that, that happens a lot. So I think just... Just developing your own style and being willing to work on things. And if something doesn't work, don't just scrap the whole thing. Like try and fix things one thing at a time. You're not gonna you're not gonna develop a play style instantly. And it's some you know, amount of times I when I try and change formation, I'll drop 200, 300 skill rating. Um, but it's fine. Yeah, it's just getting used to it. Is a, it's is a process. It takes yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like you gotta get comfortable with losing, but also yes. you're you're saying that if you play someone and you like what they may have done is to try mm -hmm. to not necessarily implement it into your style, but maybe have it in your, in your toolbox of things yeah. you can, you can yeah. bring out in case. Cause it kind of reminds me, you probably don't know Gilbert arenas. You guys, it's a NBA player from back in the day, but what he used to do, he used to study what other players used to do and steal their moves, yes. but he wouldn't, he wouldn't necessarily use them every game, but if he would practice them so much that by instinct, if he needed it at one point, Mm -hmm. he would pull it out but it wasn't yes. something like he would just do it so i think that's what you guys are saying is try to implement yeah. it as much as you can and then if you need to use it it's there but don't just force yourself to play something that you're not comfortable exactly and just just one more thing because you actually reminded me then this concept of like stealing like moves. i think it's <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly support stealing as much as you can from other yeah. people honestly um like i always say uh not I, not in real life by the not way in real life. no 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 no, but, but when you're trying to learn like a craft, like in anything, um, to to copy a particular, everybody's got something that they do a little bit better than you. I always say this, right? So I'm a top 100 player. The amount of times I'll tune into streamers because I watch a lot of I watch a lot of content to do with FIFA. The amount of times I'll watch, you know, someone who's in the in the titles, like I'm a gold two player. I'll go into the stream, I'll sit and watch, and they do something, just one particular thing that I'm like, oh. That's way better than what I do. <laughs> like um, a goal kick. I always remember there's this goal kick that you can do where you sort of run to the right-hand corner of your box and you can do like a drilled goal kick to the top left-hand corner or inversely the other way. Um, and it beats, it'll beat the – if they've got their left-backs pushed forward, it'll beat the <laughs> whole line. I love um, that this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so I was sat in this – I was sat in someone's stream um, just watching, just lurking. Um, and, and like I say, they're not a top 100 player. They're not like something – but. They had that one thing, and I was like, "Next thing again." First thing I did was go into a game, try that, try that kick out. Now they didn't. Maybe they're not fundamentally on the whole of the game better than me at something, but that idea that like someone could always teach you something. So when you're watching yeah, somebody, always, always try and. Uh, it's a little bit of a tangent, but I, I'm quite big into UFC, um, and there was uh, the like one of the greatest of all time, a guy George Saint Pierre, actually copied Joe Rogan. He went to Joe Rogan and asked him. 
how he does this particular kick. Now, Joe Rogan's not a better fighter than uh, Josh St. Pierre, like, not by any stretch. Like, literally, it's night and day. But this one move that he had, he 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 copied Joe Rogan's kick. And, and that's something that people need to get into their heads, that, like, everybody's got a little bit of advice for you that you can take on board. And you shouldn't dismiss somebody just because, I don't know, they're a worse player than you. Like, you can always learn. I think you should always be open to learning from somebody. Even if it's like, like I say, when I play my viewers, if they're like lower rank than me, I'm still trying to figure out if there's something in their game that I could steal. So what I'm trying to do as well is like pay attention to what my opponents are doing. Mm. If something, something just does me in there. Some things where I'd like, I can't defend this. I, I can't break him down. And I'm mm -hmm. like trying to see what, what exactly he's doing and have a look if I can implement it into steal my it. game. Like <laughs> steal, Oregon, it said, yeah, yeah. steal it essentially. Like you said though, don't just try and completely copy what he's doing. No, just take take little bits. Un understand, yeah, like understand them, yeah. the co the concept of what they're doing. Like, for example, with that guy who I lost to in, in the last game of the qualifier, it was his left stick dribbling. I'm not going to exactly copy what he does, but just sort of, I went back and watched what he's sort of, what uh, fundamentally what he was trying to get, trying to do, and then. That's where you can copy it. Don't copy exactly what he's doing, but like, oh, so when he's under pressure, he's doing this, for example, like he's turning this way. And and instantly, I, I played some games today and I was sort of working on it and it actually improved my game just, just by adding that little bit in from what that guy was doing. Not copying everything else, didn't copy his formation, didn't copy it, just, just that left stick dribble that he was doing. And I think improving yourself like that is is really, really, it can it can bring your game up almost instantly. That's precisely the reason why I want to keep playing these qualifiers as well. Yes, I, I, I don't yeah. think, I, for me personally, I don't think I've got a realistic chance of making an event. I'm, I don't think I'm good enough and I don't think I'm anywhere near. But what it does, and I've noticed that from just these two qualifiers I've played briefly, is it improves your gameplay so much because yes. you're just used to those tense and stressful games against top, top players. And you naturally mm -hmm. pick up a few bits and bobs from what everyone is doing and then add them to your game. It's mad what it does. I'll just go into weekend league after qualifies and it feels like a breeze. It's insane how much it improved me already. I was going to say that this year after you got qualified, it seems like weekend league is nothing to you. It's like, hey, yes. yeah, I just hit another 28. <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 it yeah. just doesn't even phase me. I, I play these games. It doesn't even stress me. I was done in the afternoon playing my weekend league um, today. I was done by like 3 p.m. And I, I just sat there. I was feeling fresh as a daisy, so I just went into some <laughs> draft and rivals because I was bored. I just wanted to play. I just wanted yeah. to play and get better, so I went into rivals. Uh, I did match um, Dragon. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, Alan. Yeah. That was not nice. I quit at 2-0 down because that, <laughs> the game, the, the, in the first half, I was 2-0 down. The game was just unplayable to me. So yeah. I thought, you know what? See, There's just no point. I'm not going to learn from this experience. But I just wanted <laughs> to play against other good players and try and get better. Yeah. See, one thing is for, for me being an NA, the, mm. the game is literally unplayable 80% yeah. of the time and it drives me nuts like it's to the point where I don't even know if I can just continue a weekend league and trying to be at a competitive level this year just it's it's whatever they did in terms of servers from last year to this year is, is not working that's something I, I had to really yeah. jump on board with like I know it sounds bad but I was like a non-believer I'm not gonna lie do you know like one of my friends from NA were like oh this game's unplayable so I, I was like I think sometimes in Europe specifically we're quite lucky that like our 
it's just the way that our connections work and stuff like sometimes yeah. you have bad gameplay but it took me literally going and watching with one of my viewers I, I, I sat on discord and he shared his screen with me and i watched his gameplay and i just saw how bad it was and that's I was what like, it, yeah it, it's uh, bad man it's yeah really bad. it's like a different it's like a completely different game because when i play i played um Giuseppe Guastella, who's the la galaxy pro we did a mm -hmm. peer to peer and it was smooth as can be like we were both playing and doing anything we wanted but as soon as we go into a game where we connect and it's not no longer server load either because regardless of the time it's still mm. you know I, I was playing at 12 a.m yesterday yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was happening so you know we'll, we won't dive into servers too much because i think everyone's kind of on the same yeah. boat as that but i think the last thing we can maybe talk about is uh if you guys want to go into this any ultimate screen players from the second team that you guys like or you, mm. you think you're bringing i know you brought in roberto Firmino, who actually oh. used as my false nine this weekend he um, he you should have seen my face when he came out so i used yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i used Firmino in in the first weekend league of this fifa i used him as my box to box same, in, that, in that griezmann role that i was talking about just his base card the 86 or whatever uh so when i saw the screen one come out with extra defending and physical i was like you know that's so cool i'm so i'm, I'm actually gonna um so what i've done is next qualifiers isn't for six weeks um so next qualifiers like december so i've sold oh, wow. every i've sold every one of my players that i don't think that i think is going to lose value and i'm just going to make like an investment team if, if that makes sense like uh, just players who will hold and, and firmino is one for me that i think will either hold or rise in value just because that card is um <laughs> so funny. It's, I, I think it's i think it's the best box to box and uh, um non-icon in the game it's like a mini holic the only thing he's lacking is obviously apart from a few stats where he's just worse th that's not even the main thing he's just not got the body build like yes mm. that, that is the main difference like six, but the, six, stats three, wise this card is incredible for me mm -hmm. there's a lot of these there's a lot of these screen cards that i really like um that saint juice uh, the guy the guy I lost in qualifiers the last thing was using this saint juice at center back the 84 um who does he play for f f s f s v mains the yeah, german he he is um he's a, he's a tough nut to crack like jeez <laughs> he's he, rapid isn't it he's really he's, he's got yeah. good physicals the with one the thing shadow, that, that kind of irks me with this card is he's got both both composure and reactions of only 70 that's yeah but he does have 81 he does have 81 agility by the way which makes him extremely yeah, yeah. quick on the turn like um he looks Reco like a class player, yeah. Recovery rate on centre-backs is really important, especially if people are being really direct and playing in behind. Like, high agility means that that player will turn and chase way quicker, and, like, with 99 acceleration with a shadow. Yeah, this card uh, was I insane to play against, and also, obviously, for the for the sort of bigger budget teams. He's a perfect link to um, uh, Van Dijk as well, because, obviously, they're both Dutch. So. Yeah, you could, you could link the leagues together, though. Yeah, which is actually insane. There's a few. Uh, there's a few. I, I, I'm a. I, I love. I love car. Like I love getting uh, that Adama Traore looks outrageous. Yeah, you're a big fan against. of his. Of his I love. He's such a bully. Like man, I, I was gonna say I, I got bullied this weekend. Yeah. and Hulk. The screen. Yeah. I, I got bullied by both of those cards. I cannot get the ball off them. No, nope. just shove me off. Because they, they, they go against your fullbacks. Oh, That's sorry. the thing. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I remember well, your game against Nightwatch when. Yeah. You, Breaks it a Dharma with his <laughs> So uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I played I played I played versus Nightwatch. He's obviously like an extreme, I, I I actually really respect his game and, and like have watched him for a long time. And I um I was like 
2-1 down in the 93rd minute, I think. Uh, and I got a free kick. I laid it off to Adama. And I just ran I just ran through his, his players. Like, uh, Mbappe tried to take me out. He literally just pushes him away. Like, pushes his centre-back away. Taps it across and I score. And it was like, there's, there's not many players in the game that, that can do that. And, and just to be a little bit, like, technical about it, it specifically is, like, agility, balance, strength combo. Um, those three stats that work in tandem with each other in game means that he's quick on the turn. The balance and strength work together to mean he's basically um, impossible to push off the ball, and he has like ninety nine base, uh, ninety eight base pace. So he's just extremely rapid. Like How this do you card feel about is like composure and finishing. Um, it's never going to be the greatest, <laughs> um, but but I actually think uh, just an interesting. Um, so Zelonius, who plays for Roma Fnatic, mm-hmm. uh, the pro player, he's he was running the eighteen form as a right back. Um, and his defending is terrible, but his physical is so high that he was just—he didn't tackle; he barged. Like, yeah. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't, there was no, there was no, there was no need to put the foot out because he was running through you with his shoulder. So, like, just, <laughs> it's like running through closed doors, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just something to bear in mind that this card actually um, would. I think operate absolutely fine as a right back and, and offer you a, a lot in attack as well. Like imagine this overlapping, like <laughs> who's, stop, who's stopping that train from running down the right wing? This is impossible. Another so card like from, from this. Yeah. yeah um, I really, really like the look of that Insigne. Mm, agreed. He looks really nice. He's got the four star, four star. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't like about his card is probably the 86 print speed. And, and compa- combined with the 84 finishing, because that makes me kind of want to put Hunter on. Yeah. But that doesn't get his finishing up high enough, which makes me kind of want to put like a sniper or a dead eye on. But then obviously. Well, you can put his, oh, his, Hunter, his Hunter dribbling looks so nice. Else. He's got 96 agility, 95 yeah, yeah, yeah. balance. Uh, a, th- a, th- a thing that I found interesting, and it's something like that I. I'm a big I'm a big believer in chem styles. Like people can say they don't work. I absolutely. I think at some point they didn't work, but I think they work this FIFA 100% I'm, I'm a complete believer um, and I face the same problem this Insignia card probably has the same problem as I had with Hazard and that like the deceptively low sprint speed means you think that he's going to get away from people and he doesn't so I think like like Felix said maybe with a Hunter getting that sprint speed up to 96 would actually like be really beneficial uh, just a shout out for uh, 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 Gary Medell, the CDM by the way this card looks, yeah. yeah. This card looks super fun. Like he's he's fit forty forty nine k. As a, as a, as a in my four four two, he'd obviously play the like defensive guy. But he's got ninety nine long shots, ninety nine shot power. So yeah. if he's picking up the ball, like you absolutely well within your rights to have a, like a dig with this card. Like really good passing. Like with a shadow, like eighty-three pace. As I said with Griezmann, eighty pace doesn't feel out out of the way. I think this card could be a real sleeper, like for so cheap, especially if you're on a lower budget to really give you that like oomph in 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 some. Because like Conte, obviously, is everybody's like premier CDM, but he's like, how much is Conte right now? Probably three hundred. Three hundred. Yeah, like this card for. Yeah, I know would you, sl- would you well, take this one over Alan? Uh, that's a really interesting question. Um, I'm gonna have to look at that, Medell. Um, yeah, everybody I, I, swaps I, on him. 
But... I've got a rough idea of Alan's stats, and I, I yeah, read yeah, like, yeah. a lot of things about him. Um... It's the, honestly, it sounds ridiculous, but it's the night he's got. Nine, this this card's got ninety eight positioning, ninety nine shot power, ninety nine mm -hmm. long shots. Like one of the big problems I find with CDMs, like specific CDMs, is that you do sometimes get to the edge of the box with them, mm -hmm. and you're like, ah, like. I'd love to hit a shot. I do it with De Jong, the Barcelona CDM, all the time. Like, I'll, he's got good pace, good dribbling, good passing. So I'll, like, work my way to the edge of the box with him, and then I'm like, well, I've got a pass now. Whereas I, yeah. think this, yeah. I think with this Medal, like I say, 99 one shots, 99 shot powered, like the best shot in the game, in theory. Um, I think he could definitely offer you something that, that not a lot of other cards do. And at, like, 49K, it's like, I actually might... I, I think I've convinced myself to buy him. <laughs> <laughs> This has an impact up even, isn't it? Yeah, I think the, I've sold myself to buy him. The, the main thing I dislike about his card is the, the, the low dribbling, yes. Yeah, so yeah. I think, um, but with an engine, which by the way is one of my absolute favourite yeah. controls in the game, 100%. Um, I think he'd be great, yeah. Well, well, they made this change, didn't they? Like, I don't know if, um, how much people read the patch notes, but they made this change that players over 80 are, uh, as an average between agility, balance, and dribbling oh, yeah, will feel to. will feel way better on the ball than players lower than that on a, on like a scale. Um, I, I'm, I, my quick math isn't good, uh, so you have to bear with me. But I think, above, the average would be above 80, I think. It, yeah, because of the 98 balance, balance right? So high, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think. Uh, I think this card will actually feel deceptively good on the ball. It's eighty-one, yeah, just just above. Um, so and if you like the the Ken start impacts that as well. So when you apply an engine to him, he, yeah, he he'll be gets better. And, and and like I say, there's just not many CDMs who can shoot. I used to way back when, um, back in I think it was three for eighteen. I think there was a team of the season, Naldo. Um, the centre back, you know, the big six, like four. Oh, FIFA eighteen Brazilian yeah. guy, yeah. Boy, Knaldo, he played for he played for Schalke, man. I like Schalke. Yeah, but he had he had like on one of his cards, he had ninety nine long shots, and the amount of goals I would just <laughs> absolutely rip, and people would be so mad because it was like this big goofy looking six up four centre back just belting a shot from like forty yards. <laughs> That that was um that was FIFA eighteen hundred percent because mm. I remember they had uh, during the World Cup they had these weekend league restrictions where you could only use one nation in your squad. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. Uh, I like many others ran um Brazil. Brazil. Mm -hmm. Naldo was one of my centre backs. He had eighty pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah I ran Naldo as a centre back and he was phenomenal, man. I was as a as a like a cheeky lower budget player, like like I say, he get he has like ninety nine short pass. He has good physical, like defending is decent. He's he's shooting is outrageous. Uh, decent work rates with the medium uh, attacking, high defensive. Um, I'm actually going to be no joke going to be picking this card up for my for my little team and my investment team because yeah, this it'll be a lot of fun to use. Are you going to use him as a sub or? Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to put. I'm going to put him. I'm going to put him on. I'm going to start. I'm going to. I'm going to mess around with him this week. Um, nice. Because I actually think he's like I say. Let me know how it goes. Though, like, yeah, I will. I'll, the the biggest concern will be how he feels on the ball. But like, if he feels good, then yeah, he's going. Probably straight. not going to be able to like beat players a lot. But no, no. Of, but just turn it away from somebody. Yeah, yeah. In terms of turning, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. And 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 finally, I. Sorry to keep going, but uh, okay. this this Julian Draxler, the SBC, um, he again. For, I'm, I'm, I just I love I love a box to box. Um, this guy, you know, five star weak foot, four star skills. How do you feel two. about the medium though? The work rate. Uh, I think me. 
Honestly, I think medium medium will work as a worse version of high high. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, because yeah. it's balanced between. Yeah, it's it's not tipping like one a, way or the other. Um, the what the one of the major problems I found with uh, Baby Vieira, do you know the eighty six, is he has medium medium. So he he doesn't he doesn't defend as much as he attacks. He does both equally, um, and I think this card will do the same. So I think it'll just be a, a they'll they'll do slightly less, but I think it'll operate in the same manner as like a high high. So I you think, think in a, in a four four two with him being next to a medium high, it would still be all right. Yes, he would. Yeah, I think he would naturally work work forward and back um, as much as I want him to. And, and, and like I say, five star skills and a six two guy with decent dribbling, like good passing, good well, long shot. Four star, but five star weak foot. Five star weak foot. My apologies. Four star skills, um, decent strength too, good stamina. Like um, naturally links to uh, Neymar as well. Uh, Neymar's pretty tough to find links for, except for Mbappe. So, um, Mbappe, Mbappe. <laughs> a, little, a little bit of an outside shout if you, if you, especially if you wanted to run Neymar for a long time. This this card looks pretty decent. A little bit expensive. The, the, the biggest but, issue I have with Draxler is yeah, this the two hundred k price yeah, tag. It is two hundred k. But then like it's Mbappe, not too bad, though, to be honest. With no, no, and Mbappe is like what six seven hundred. So like eight. Oh, is it? Jeez, yeah. So like as a pairing. Neymar and Mbappe is like 1.6, and Neymar and Draxler would be like 1. It's so, a great card, honestly. And I'm I'm tempted to complete SSC uh, yeah, for a completely been... different reason. Because um, it's a bit of a, a tangent here I'm, I'm going off. Um, but I did actually meet him. Uh, <laughs> did when, you? Cool. He was, he was like, oh, how old was he? Like 17 or 18 when he was playing for Schalke, when he just popped onto yeah. the scene relatively freshly. Because my ex-girlfriend's dad and his dad work in the same department and they mm. had a little party at work and um he was there as well and uh yeah that's just that little side <laughs> I, I did actually PSG. be in the past. remember you I genuinely didn't hear what you said I there. said now he's playing for PSG and he probably doesn't even remember you. Uh he probably didn't even remember me the day back after then. Yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> Right, but yeah, it's back, way back when I didn't have that memorable forehead, I, I had a no. normal oh, hell the so that's something. Yeah, yeah. And then you started playing FIFA, and then all of it just started going back yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. grey as well. I, I'm finding single grey hairs on my head. It's just, this is so depressing, dude. You don't understand how depressing. I can't. I'm 25, right? I can't grow a beard. But hey, guess what? Your hairline is receding, and you're going grey. Enjoy. <laughs> Fuck you, genetics. Yeah, you're, you're 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 in a you're in a bad. If you go bald without a beard, whew, oh yeah, 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 I'm yeah, gonna yeah, get a wig. I'm gonna get a beard, <laughs> week, a beard week though. I want you. I want you to get a wig like Sia. Do you know the singer? The Australian who gets. The, she has like a big, uh, oversized <laughs> wig. I want. I want you rocking that on stream, please. I'm gonna get a wig like Cowlan, like be Fellaini. Oh, Fellaini, yeah, definitely. I don't know. Like, I can't go bald without a beard. That's not on the cards. I'm gonna have to. If that if that happens, I'm genuinely getting a haircut. For God's sake! Well, if you continue playing qualifiers and yes. Yeah, you know, that's probably going to happen sooner than later for you. So, uh, just the qualifiers don't even stress me as much as as the games when I'm getting shafted in weekend league. Honestly, because yeah, when I yeah. lose, I'm like, all right, th this is a bit disappointing, you know. But I lost to a good player. It is high hope. <laughs> in that sense, well, yeah, I mean, you go it's in not there. That super negative stress. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, in any case, is there any last words you want to talk about ultimate scream? Any any players you want to you want to discuss before we wrap this one up? Uh, I'd, I'd just like to discuss something that we haven't got that I really wanted, which was uh, Musa Sissoko with good dribbling. I'm a bit mm. sad that didn't happen yet. Maybe we get an SPC, who knows? Um, I, I, really wanted, really I really wanted a Suarez. 
Me too. Yeah, I was, exa- I was on that too. I, was, I really uh, wanted Suarez. I was actually thinking they were going to pick him. There was a so lot was of I. players that they brought in that I ne- didn't even think they would choose, mm. but they did. Yeah, He's like a vampire. He bites people. Yeah, yeah. That was, no, I'm not even kidding. Like, I, I thought he was a complete... Because, like, I've always he thought with, with with these cards, like, if you look across them, they're, like, cards that are on, like, either unusable in their current, like, base card. Like, you look at cards like Tony Cruz, um, Kieran Trippier, Ozil. So these cards are, like, not usable at all. Or, like, they're fringe usable, like I say, with, like, Firmino, Insignia, um, these cards are like close to being usable, so I always thought Suarez was a shoe in because he's so low pace right now. Like, I thought, oh, they'll give him a card to beat, but obviously not. Um, but that would have been a card that would have really tempted me because I'm a big one of the things that I always like to find in players is that combination of balance, strength, and agility because it just makes them so unmovable. And Suarez is, is a player who always gets that, so. Um, yeah, disappointed I didn't find him. Tony Cruz, I'm a bit disappointed with his card. I was really excited for this card, but it just it doesn't look great. Um, it's the agility balance, 61 and 72. He's just going to feel... Mm. He's gonna yeah, you might as well just go for Modric at that point. Yeah, it? yeah. Like, this card looks cool. Like, the five... Star, I've always liked Cruz's card. I've always felt they've really failed to capture, like, what Cruz does in real life. Like, certain players are just un- they're unable to replicate... I think like Cruz he's, is he's one not of them. that slow in real life either. That's no, no. I, I find it super funny that right from FIFA 18 to FIFA 19 he gained like 20 pace. Yeah. And then from 19 to lost 20 it. he lost 20 pace against. And Arturo Vidal did the exact opposite thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 18 to 19 he lost about 15 pace, and now he's gained. <laughs> pace. It's like they're stealing a leg off of each other back and forth. I don't know what's <laughs> happening there. Well, I mean they did it with James Rodriguez too. Yeah. Oh, they, oh yeah. He's, has... got, he's not that slow either. I'm actually glad he got one, you know, because I've always talked to him criminally, like, he, how, how he just got completely... I always say, like... Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, I always say, like, yeah, yeah. I know it sounds bad, but do you know if I was, like, a real-life footballer and they completely destroyed my card? It actually can impact, like, public perception. Like, people... I'd be, I'd be fuming because I can't play with myself. Well, maybe my pro card, well, maybe, but, like, come on, EA, don't... I don't think, uh, like this. I think, I think, like, I always remember, um, obviously, a little bit, uh, to talk about, but do you know when KSI with Heskey, like it genuinely impacted people's concept of who Heskey was as a player. Like, do you remember how much he used to go for? He used to be an actual yeah, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. And like, like I said, it was a that, silver. There's, there's card, there's genuinely players in real life that people now love. Just because of FIFA, I always think Lozano is like a perfect. Oh, example. absolutely! Lozano is the best example for me. I That's actually back from out. the Caremo days as well. Yeah, I keep an eye out for him. Like, for, I love the guy. But it's purely because so, like, the inverse happens. Like, everybody thinks James Rodriguez is slow now, and he's not. It's no, like, he's really not. I don't understand why they've downgraded <laughs> him by three as well. He didn't have a bad year last year. He had like three informs, didn't it? I'd, I'd be contacting AA and saying, "Yo, you're actually ruining my." <laughs> You're ruining my reputation. Yeah. <laughs> he he genuinely had a decent season last year. Definitely yeah. not deserving of a three rating downgrade. Like what I know, are I know, you doing? I know I'm jumping about a bit, but what do you think of Perlo, the 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 icon Perlo having five star I don't understand why he's got five star skills. Yeah. I think that's just, no like sense. that's just not what he was. I mean, I'll take it, but it makes oh, sense. Yeah, sure. I, I think you know what it is, I think, is an attempt of EA to try and make these kind of icons more usable. Yeah, well, this is what I was saying about, you know, like, um, certain players, you'll just never be able to capture what they did yeah. on, on, on a football pitch. Like, Perlo is just, like, a perfect example. Like, I always find, like, Perlo, Skulls, those types of players, like, and I think it's just an attempt to make him usable because 
they can't build in more attacking intelligence or more passing than, yeah. than what, what they're limited to. So, yeah, five-star skills. I never saw him do, like, any anything. I'm all for that. Make cards fun and usable, even if it's yeah. unrealistic. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely think it's because he's like first first year in, like giving five star skills. Maybe. Yeah, but if they ever put him back in, they're gonna have to keep his five star. Yeah, they'll have to. Okay. Yeah, no, that's true. That's but, true. Like, the like one said, thing I've that always... bugs me more than any other thing about this Perlo having five star skills was that initially R9 didn't have five star skills. <laughs> right. Yeah. How funny is that? In any case, it was an honor, a pleasure to have you, Strawberry. You're always oh, welcome. Yeah, back. I'd love, I'd love to share more. All I'd of like, your, I could sit yeah, for hours and talk. It was, it was great to share all of your technical knowledge you. and how qualifiers went, and, and I'm sure Felix feels the same way. Yeah, 100%. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Rob wasn't here with us to be able to kind of join us in the talk and, and probably pick your brain a little bit as well. But with that said, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever it is, you can always hit any of us on Twitter. Mr. Aubrey, where can people follow you? I know you stream. Sure. It looks like you do coaching as well. I don't yeah. know if that's still a thing. No, well, so, like, my main focus is being a competitive player, but I've also, like, it sounds bad, but I'm acutely aware, I'm 25 years old, so I'm acutely aware of, like, um, the sort of concept of being a pro, pro player and a lot of the younger players. Um, and I think with my experience in life and stuff, I think coaching something that I'm definitely looking to get into and I have been doing with players, uh, but it's more of like a balancing act between playing myself and coaching. But I think as I go on, especially, it sounds bad, but if, if being a pro player isn't a direction I can take, coaching is 100% because it, it's, it's what I love. So yeah, I do coaching. Um, my my uh, Twitter is Mr. Aubrey, it's exactly the same as my name. Uh, Aubrey spelled A-W-B-E-R-Y. Uh, I also stream on Twitch with the same name as well. I stream every day, so you can find me there. Felix, you want to plug in your, your Twitch? Actually, And Twitter, you actually probably never have, I think, on this <laughs> pod, believe uh, it or not. So you want to tell people where they have, follow um, If people want to follow me um, on Twitter, my handle is Tante underscore seven, T-A-N-T-E-Y underscore, and then the number seven. And on Twitch, my username is exactly the same, but just take the underscore out. Did you say T E Y? T A N T A N T E I T E I. Sorry, I thought you said T T E Y. I was like, is yeah, it, just... is an is an I not a I, Y? Yeah, just to clarify, because I was like, I, I don't even know if I said uh, Y or not. If you I did, to listen to it back. It's my bad. Um, I can't even spell my own name. God damn. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't really stream that often though, um, because of my situation with where I live and stuff. I can't always stream with the internet I've got. Um, so usually I only stream every other weekend, except for when I'm on holiday. Then I'll try to get more in. But uh, yeah, I still I still enjoy it. It's just for the fun, you know. I I enjoy doing it, talking to people there. It's good fun, yeah. For sure, I I used to do that too back then when I was a young lad. While <laughs> <laughs> um, while we're at it, um, subscribe, donate, and stuff. You know, I've got to fuel my um, FIFA point addiction somehow in it. <laughs> you gotta fund your you gotta fund your new car, you know. You gotta don't 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 new rims on it. And all that me. There's there's people out there far more deserving. So um. and you, you, can follow, <laughs> <laughs> you can follow the pod at Foot Life Pod on Twitter. Um, and again, we'll be back most likely next week. Uh, Miss Robbery, one more time. Thank you for coming on, and we yeah, will see you. you all next time. See ya.